<clears throat> so is Charlie joining us or? Charlie said he would be running late. Uh, he said to go ahead and start without him. So, you know, we can start whenever you guys are ready. I assume women are involved in that uh, being late. Uh, I, Why do you say that, huh? What is that supposed to mean? It, it's supposed to mean that Daryl probably—he probably was visiting his girlfriend, and she probably kept him out. That happens God. pretty much every week. So I was gonna say you could have said his girlfriend and not women in general. Why you got to assign things to an entire? It could have been something with Liz. Because it's Chad, and also yeah, maybe Liz. But I doubt I was it. Gonna say. I was trying Why? to be charitable and not fix anyone. At least you didn't refer to her as the, the woman. woman. <laughs> There's only one who deserves that appellation. Irene Adler? But um Yep. Alright. Um so Let me got... know when you want me to start recording. Okay, Dylan, start recording. Start recording. <laughs> <laughs> Engage. Yeah, the be the best time to start recording is five minutes before you tell us that you're recording. Yeah, but every time I do that, that I catch crap. Material. So no, no, no. That that way you get the best blackmail material. There's there's never great blackmail material. By never we mean always. It's never blackmail material if you never have any shame. Facts. Well, that's that's, that's part of it. So. I have no it, shame at no problem. In that respect, we are kindred spirits. I think I'm I'm one of the few people on the podcast with shame. Yeah, maybe the only one. I think the only one, yeah. Hey, did you get an email back from programming, by the way? Because I know you were on the list to do some stuff. Yes, I got the schedule. Um, I think they've worked out everything. I They... Uh, she said I still have like the I told her I had a pre-reg and um, I can get that transferred but I'm basically checking to see who wants me to transfer it to them at this point okay. we're trying to recruit sure. we're trying to recruit other people into going at this point I can dig that yeah I was just making sure I just saw that you had uh, panels on the schedule so awesome and Honestly, like, you guys have been really good about that, like, following up and everything. Like, I'm really happy about the process. Well, I'm glad you like it. Uh, this is the first time that I haven't done it hands-on in ever. Because, so, like, last year, uh, before last year, I put together our entire programming schedule. Like, me and Parson pretty much did the entire thing ourselves. Uh, he did costuming, and I did everything else. Everything that and, wasn't costuming. Yes. And it was very cumbersome and tiring. So last year, I was technically senior director of programming, and we had programming heads. Like, Francine does animation and anime programming, and uh, Seneca does gaming programming. And they would handle the different sections. But it was still really, really hands-on for me. So this year, Jessica Parker is uh, doing senior director of programming, and she's coordinating all of it. So it worked out really well for me because I have a lot less time to... Like, I have a lot less time to devote to it, and I have to devote a lot less time to programming. So I'm a lot happier, in general. Well, God bless you, man. I mean... Well, I like programming. I, I like... I, I really do. I just... I, I like having my hands and everything, because that's what, you know, most people see at the show, is panel programming and stuff like that. So right. I like having my hands in it, but... It's just really, really cumbersome to do. Well, you guys keep reaching... Ah, oh, damn it. We should... <laughs> 
Are you Should recording? we just go ahead? Yeah, we're <laughs> recording. Um, let's just go ahead and start. Fuck it. Um, insert manpower music here. Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that obviously cannot wait to get started. Literally. Uh, We've been waiting for like two whole weeks to record. True enough, this. true enough. But things things were busy. Um, I was in Nashville one weekend, couldn't record then. Um, it's we had snow apocalypse here. Yeah, we did we did have the snow apocalypse and the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl, uh, the, 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 the Schadenfreude Bowl, as I like to call it, because <laughs> I I hate the Seahawks and I am not a Peyton Manning fan, so it was like, uh, well, you know. that's that's fine. Everyone else here apparently is. I, I got to Sarah. I got to see Richard Sherman upset because he got hurt, and I got to see Peyton Manning upset because he lost. So it was the Schadenfreude Bowl. Um, anyway, we we have a very special guest. I'm very happy that uh, Jessica Merriman, the uh, the the con chair, uh, co-founder of MomoCon, uh, took time out of her busy schedule to join us. Jess, really do appreciate it. It's not a problem. Just to let you know, uh, Chris Stuckey, who is the other co-chair, is actually here. He's he's eating. We're having lasagna while we're recording this podcast, so he may chime in at various times. Okay, hey Stuckey. Hey there. <laughs> um, anyway, we, this is pretty much going to be your guys' show. I mean, to, to pimp out Momocon and, and talk about where you want. I mean, we can probably can and will gush about the convention quite a bit. We do in our off time and being completely serious. Dylan and I uh, have conversations a lot of times about how you guys are just kind of making all the right moves right now. Um, well, you say that, but we're still throwing darts at walls and seeing what sticks to a degree. So, it's not always all the right moves. We're just trying stuff. Every time I see something, though, I'm like, that's a really smart move. I love I love what they're doing. And, you know, it may be darts at the wall, but, damn, those are some good darts. Um, really quickly, before we get into anything, um, I wanted to talk just briefly about uh, the passing of a ADR director in anime. And the only reason I bring it up, he, you know, ADR directors aren't really the kind of people you talk about a lot, but um, the one that passed away this week was Kevin Seymour, and he did some directing for some of my favorite shows. Um, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, Code Geass. Um, he was responsible for the second dubbing of Akira. A bunch of other shows. Uh, don't have the, the list in front of me, but... I just wanted to, to just, you know, bring a quick mention at his passing and uh, certainly wish his uh, friends and family our condolences. Um, but since we're, we're ostensibly going to be talking about an anime convention for the next little bit, I thought it was at least pertinent to bring that up really quickly. But anyway, Jess, um, Momocon, uh, May 23rd through the 25th, correct? That's Memorial Day weekend? That is correct. You guys you guys had been doing it earlier, like in March, I think, yes? Right. We were uh, the very, kind of the first week, full weekend of March for a while. Uh, the problem is when you're booking two large hotels in downtown Atlanta and need to get them to coordinate on a date, there are not many of those dates that actually well, can work. We should probably explain why we were in May, uh, March in the first place. So, 
uh, the history of Momocon, which is going on its 10th year now. Can you hear him okay, by the way? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, he's a little further from the PC. I was just making sure. sure. Uh, Jess had started Momocon uh, back in 2005 with his first Momocon. And the reason that it was in March was because there's only so many dates in the calendar year that the availability of the Georgia Tech Student Center is full. Uh, is not full, rather. And that we can actually get the whole thing. So uh, it's March for spring break at Georgia Tech. Uh, and we kind of jumped around with spring break here and there. We were on campus for the first seven years. We were the largest free convention of this type in all of North America. In our seventh year, I guess. The campus subsidized the two single biggest costs with running an event, which is the tech rental and the space rental. Because um, all the campus stuff had projectors and everything already inside, the sound. So there wasn't any issue. Where we have run into an issue now is that we had to pay for those things. So we had to charge in 2012. Uh, we were still in March because we were a relatively small event at the time with about 8,800 people in 2012. Um, I say small, but it was able to be hosted entirely in the Marriott Marquis. For those that didn't know, we were in the Hilton Atlanta in 2013. Uh, it had 12,200. And for the, those that were there on Saturday primarily, you'll note that it was quite full, um, pretty much brimming to the capacity of the building. Yeah, we um, had intended to be at the Hilton for two years, but because of the growth, we grew by 42% between 2012 and 2013 as far as attendance. And we really didn't expect that. Uh, like not that big. Yeah. We were expecting over ten thousand, but not over twelve thousand. And so the issue. Go, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's that's really impressive. Um, it, you guys really don't wouldn't have a, any idea of why it, it's growing so fast. Well, it's not that we don't have an idea of why it's growing, but you have to remember that our event didn't require pre-registration, so right. we don't have a long history of pre-registration, and people that do come will still buy at the door primarily. More than half of the overall, about two-thirds of the overall um, membership uh, purchases occurred at the door. So we didn't have a good measure so, of what was coming, you know? I mean, if you're curious, we get like, you know, last year we got maybe about 350 uh, unique visits to the website per day prior to like the lead up to the convention. We're talking about like in December or in uh, November. And... Uh, now we're at like 450 or 500 per day unique. So we kind of look at that as an idea of how much growth there might be because, you know, general overall web traffic. But that doesn't really help us know. Um, but sorry, we'll, we'll, yeah. unique visitors to the website is a little dry. We can talk about more exciting yeah, things but, too. But <laughs> so the point is, is that there's not a lot of indicators for how it's going to grow if people aren't registering um, until they get to the door at the show. And so we can only really say that our registration for 2014 is up significantly versus this number of days out before the convention. Like hundreds of percentages. We're around 467% um, up versus this, the number of days out before the event last year compared to last year. Which is kind of crazy for us. Yeah. But, but as but, you pointed out, that may or may not have any correlation to the at-the-door numbers. Right. We yeah. realistically expect a good, healthy growth, but, but we don't, have we don't any, know what kind yeah. of growth. So that, that's the kind of, just to give, I'm, I'm kind of providing you some information that, you know, here are the metrics that we have to look at and say, well, okay, this is what we expect to grow by, but we don't really know because a lot of people just show up at the door. And um, so we know we need more space, and we know we will continue to need more space. So we worked on an arrangement with the Marriott Marquis 
to also host us, which is connected for those that don't know by Skybridge. So that's not you don't need to go outside because people really hate going outside. Um, They're two of the largest hotels in Atlanta, too. They and, are the two largest hotels in Atlanta in terms of event space and hotel rooms. And if I'm not mis- mistaken, those are the hotels that they use for Dragon Con as well, are they not? That, that is correct. Two of the five hotels they use for Dragon Con. Right. The Hyatt is the only other one that technically has, I believe, more event space than the Hilton, but not than the Marriott. Um, yeah, as far as singular hotels in Atlanta, those three are, like, there's nothing even close to it in the rest of the city as far as event space. Yeah, so which makes it really good to host Dragon Con? And for this year, we're going to have the space that we had at Momocon 2012 and the space that we had at Momocon 2013 uh, together. Uh, so we actually have grown. A lot of space. We have significantly <laughs> grown, and that should hopefully make it less congested. But in order to do that, yeah, but sorry, I just want to mention, kind of wrap it around to your early question. The only reason that we are in May now and we were in March is in order to get both hotels to agree on a single date. Um, March is a, a big citywide event thing here in Atlanta. It's hard to get a lot of event space in Atlanta in March. We struggled with that for many years. They have a dental convention that takes over all of the city. It's very confusing. So the, <laughs> it's very inconvenient. So the, the industry term is a citywide event, and there's a lot of citywide events in March. And so we had to move to a date that wasn't a bunch of citywide events, which is Memorial Day weekend. So that's the long story of why we ended up Memorial Day And we care about our friends at MTAC, so we avoided Easter. Yeah. Right. Um, well, Let's let's be a little optimistic because I really want you guys to do well. You've always been great to us, and we appreciate everything you do. Let's say that Momocon continues to grow at a fairly substantial clip over the next few years, and you need to add, yeah, you know, it is is adding some of the other hotels in that area um, an option for you guys, perhaps, or because of date planning, could that pose problems? Oh. And you may have to go some other direction. <laughs> Well, here's what I'll mention: is that we are, and this is this is we are intending to stay around the same dates because of availability space. We'll be making the announcement specifically related to our dates a little bit closer to the show. Um, but for anybody that's out there trying to plan their calendar year, we are intending to stay in the month of May. Uh, we can not talk about a lot of future plans because <laughs> right. they won't be announced yet. But we have a long we have a long term plan. I mean. Yeah. We have a long-term plan, and I will say that we have already made our arrangements for the next few years for space. We just can't talk about it yet. There's so a lot of sorry. planning that goes into that. <laughs> That's perfectly so, fine. I don't want yeah, you guys to betray any confidences or or disseminate any, any information prematurely. That's not a, a gotcha kind of question, I promise. Yeah, no, no, but we, we do anticipate a really rapid growth, especially we have a lot of irons in the fire, and if even half of them or even a quarter of them pan out like they're supposed to, we expect some really, really rapid growth, in, especially in the video game section of our show. Um, just really, really rapid growth. So because we needed a plan for that, we have a plan for you know like the next three years already set in place. Um, all right, when you're talking about growth in the video game segment, are you talking about in terms of guests, events, both? Uh, well, yeah, both. Uh, a big thing, uh, Momocon is a multi-genre show. We focus on kind of all aspects of animation and gaming, and that encompasses American animation, anime, all types of gaming, video gaming, cards gaming, tabletop gaming. We just added LARP this year. Um, but yeah, really anything that falls into one of those two categories, and then our soft kind of third category is performing arts with martial arts performances and things like that. Um, we see a lot of the growth in the event, like... 
anime is popular, especially in, as a subculture, and it's not like we'll ever abandon that, and we recognize that, but video games are a multi-billion dollar industry, and they're really, really underserved in the Southeast. There's no there's no E3 in the Southeast. There's no PAX events in the Southeast, Pink Arcade Expo events. We want to be that going forward, and uh, go ahead, second. The better way to say it is what we want to do is be able to offer that in addition to current content we offer to the anime and animation community. Yeah, we, we want to bring in um, video game companies because video game talent is one thing and we will bring in video game voice actors and stuff like that, but we also specifically want to bring in, you know, we want Microsoft to show up and have a big presence and bring in a whole bunch of video game companies and have that kind of impressive show floor look. That's, that's interesting. Um, I'm going to come at this from sort of my prism of the way I view things. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, you guys have video game tournaments, and you know, you guys have had, you guys had Bioware last year and um, Riot last year, if I remember correctly, right? That is correct. Um, you know, I I can see, and and maybe this is something that you guys are working towards. Maybe I'm off base, but I can see a situation. You know, other conventions have done that to some degree with gaming events, like I think it was Hotocon. Um, or, oh, what's the other one? There's another one. It starts with a Y. Yomicon in Detroit um, is an anime convention, but it also has, like, this big-time fighting game tournament there where, you know, like, a lot of the country's top players all get flown out and they play there. And, you know, I can see events like that. I can see Momocon definitely turning into things like that. I don't know if that's necessarily what you're going for or not, but it certainly presents a lot of interesting... Uh, possibilities. The thing that's important to remember is that um, anime is a very strong focus for us and that gaming is also going to be a strong focus. It does not diminish from either one. Um, what I will say is that the biggest thing that contributes to both getting more anime industry and video game industry out is, is increasing our attendance numbers. So we're trying to find content that is going to engage our audience as we already have it, but also grow it. So that's what we're looking at and figuring out how to grow our audience. Yeah, and also from day one, Momocon has been anim anime and gaming. I mean, like it's it's uh, it, it is intended to be sort of a multi-genre show, not in a multi-genre show in the same way Dragon Con is, where you know anything and everything falls under our umbrella. But if it falls into one of the two broad categories, we're going to include it at the show. We're not singularly focused. We don't have some mission statement that's about anime in particular. So. All right. Well, and anime is not in our name either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I do have to say I I love how you guys have branded it because I feel like a problem that a lot of conventions have right now is that while they're trying to grow their audience, uh, a lot of the way that they do it is by expanding into things outside of anime, which in and of itself is not a bad thing. But when you're selling yourself as an anime con specifically, like it's in the name and then you go there and it's all this other stuff. It can sometimes feel like you've been misled, even though if you go to enough conventions, you realize that's sort of standard practice for everybody. Um, so well, I, do, I, I do feel like branding is important there. It is. And uh, it, interestingly enough, um, some other shows have issues with how they incorporate their companies. Like they're strictly set on a certain, like they say they incorporated their company, you know, 10 years ago and they're, you know, running Anime Con in, in, I don't know, Indiana or something like that. And 
they want to like have games now, but you know their board of directors won't let them because their scope is defined as anime. And so, we actually know conventions that have this problem. So it does happen. I mean, people who try to branch out in other things, but conventions themselves are kind of at a, a I guess, a high point right now because there's more and more awareness of conventions that grows all the time. But I guess conventions as a nerd hangout is more of a thing than like an anime convention specifically. So right. Um, so, lesson to anyone that may want to start a uh, convention in the future. Remain flexible. Um, I, I do think I would be remiss. Uh, I said I wasn't going to try and pry any information from you guys, but um, <laughs> I, I, I can't help but ask. Um, you, know, you guys have a very impressive lineup of guests. Um, I remember there were a couple of times when you made announcements. I was like, wow, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're going to MoCon? Like, holy crap. Um, but are you guys done with guest announcements or, uh, are uh, no, there any no, others? <laughs> okay. We have, uh, a, like maybe one, uh, well, okay. So there's maybe two that are confirmed, but not announced yet. We're waiting on final contracts from, oh my God, like five or six. So, and in different areas, uh, like, they're in different spheres. I think the only thing that we're completely done with are anime voice actors. We have no more anime voice actors waiting in the wings. However, a bunch of other stuff is, is still waiting in the wings. We just are getting the... Until we have a signed contract in hand, we don't announce a guest. So. Right, right, right. And I'll be fair. We have a lot of other guests that... Um, they're not going to be like, you know, show-stopping guests, but they're very respected in their areas that will be coming up as well. Yeah. We'll be looking forward to seeing uh, who those people end up being. A very good lineup already. If we just stop there, I think I think you guys have a good show. One of the things I wanted to highlight that is kind of interesting and in, in becoming a differentiator for us versus other local events. We're getting more talent. Like on our guest list, we've announced Jordan Weissman. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know who Jordan Weissman is, um, he's him under a rock. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, a lot of people don't know him. I mean, because they're not into RPG, don't know what Shadowrun is. There's things like that. But I mean, he's a really respected individual. He's really nice too, like super nice. We met him in person at Gen Con. Yeah, he's he's built and sold like six companies now. I was gonna say, if you look at like his pedigree, he started what like the Mech Warrior series, the Hero Clicks. He started Wiz Kids and yeah. sold it to Pop. And I mean, he's got an incredible. Yep. I mean, he's incredibly professional and a super nice guy and has done uh the world of fandom a great favor by all his his companies that he's worked on yep he's gonna be uh doing demos of of uh his new game yeah. on site uh golem arcana as well and he's also um in addition to that he's he, one of my favorite things from like the i guess the 90s if you guys ever remember the i love bees campaign for the halo yes um if you remember that he started that started the whole concept of an alternate reality game or the args as we call them his company he created defined that genre um i can't say he invented the term but he defined it and made it relevant to video game and movie companies and so you know valve doing an arg nowadays goes back to what he did uh, back in the 90s with that it's fascinating and and he did that i mean that's just really kind of cool and he's not one of these people that we announce him and he's going to bring in a thousand new attendees. He's not Dante Bosco. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we are getting more people like that that have just an incredible credentialist that we're very proud to be able to offer um, them to speak to people. Because for those that really care about that space, he's 
just an incredible talent to have at our show. That's that's really impressive. Uh, like I said, they, there are just several times where I where you guys make an announcement. I'm like, that's that's so good. But uh, well, we also try strive to try to get guests. We intentionally try to avoid guests that you see at a lot of different shows. We we like to be our ideal is to be the first convention a guest does. Like if everything being equal, that's what we strive for. That doesn't happen very often, but um, we did announce Courtney Draper, and we're not the first convention she's done, but we're going to be the second convention she's done. Courtney Draper is the uh, voice actor for Elizabeth from Bioshock. And you guys also have Troy Baker, who did Booker, so that's a nice little pairing you guys uh, the first put together. To have them together, um, I think PAX technically had them for a panel, but they're certainly not counted as a guest, if you want to consider that. Because the Rational Games was up in Boston and the PAX was um, with them. But we're going to be the first convention, I guess, if you want to call it that, to have them. Yep. That's really cool. Um, that uh, Bioshock was such a great game, and they gave some really good performances. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what, what they have to offer in terms of um, just you know panels and things like that. Well. Well, I'll say one of the things that we we have struggled with is getting anime industry to Momocon. And if you guys kind of want an early announcement on something like this, we confirm that Crunchyroll will be attending Momocon officially. Um, and we're working on several other companies that will also be at Momocon. Um, I think we're getting to the size now that's hard enough to company for our audience. And uh, we've been struggling for many years. Like You'll note this is the first time We've ever had an anime company with an official presence at Momocon, and we're working on several other of those right now. Yeah, there should be several announced by the time the show comes around. Yeah. Well, good. Um, what do you expect them to to bring to the show? Hopefully, announcements and things like that. Well, I'm not sure if Crunchyroll is going to do any announcements or not. Yeah, because there's kind of just come around the anime season anyway. But right. The, but as far as the the as of yet named companies that you guys hope to have in attendance. We always do hope they'll do an announcement. It has to fit within their schedule. Right. Well, I and, think some of the people we're talking to also intentionally save announcements for conventions. They do. So I, I, I'm pretty sure there will be some. I want to say Toonami. The folks from Toonami are confirmed to be coming back, and they have teased at having an announcement at the show. So I know they had a big announcement last year. So Yeah, and we do hope that they'll make announcements, and, and historically it's meant that they do. So we just can't make any promises, and we're not going to promote it. It's like, there will be announced as something really cool. Well, obviously, yeah, that's that's outside of your guys' control. But, but the industry will be giving panels and whatnot. I mean, the goal really is to have an official presence um, from them, because I remember when my first convention that I went to, the only panels I were really interested in were the uh, official panels from companies. That's because he's a swag hound, and he wanted to catch all the free DVDs and stuff. Well, that's not the reason why. <laughs> I actually just like going to them to learn. It felt, like, it felt exciting. Other panels felt, honestly, to me, um, less exciting than that. So I just I really enjoyed that panel, or those panels, um, and not many others. So bringing those back is kind of like a nice, I guess, fan service thing, which I know people out there like me that appreciate those companies. All right, well, now we have Charlie with us. God help us all. Yeah. Yep. Charlie! <laughs> Charlie, I'm not going to catch you up on what we've talked about, because you should have been here on time. I agree. <laughs> um, so we we just finished talking about. Uh, well, no, I I, I said I wasn't going to tell Charlie. You weren't going to catch him up. So no, I'm not going to catch him continue. up. Um, 
you guys also have a uh, Kickstarter for a college and game career fair that is winding down. Um, you guys are a bit short, but hopefully we can we can give you that bump. <laughs> I'm sorry, you couldn't do it with a straight face. Um, <laughs> we can we can give you all the free uh, trial memberships of Netflix. <laughs> That you want. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know what that translates to in American dollars. <laughs> it's like oh, seven ninety nine a month, so you know. Well, I appreciate the offer, guys. Certainly, we'll take your free Netflix subscriptions. But um, as far as the, the Kickstarter goes, the uh, the goal with Kickstarter wasn't necessarily to raise the funds. I mean, we do need money to make it happen, but it, I'm not saying it won't happen with no money. The real goal was to be able to expose it to the general public. And say we had this idea, we want to make it happen. We have to get these companies on board in order to make it happen because that's essential. So how do we make the announcement in a way that gauges the interest and both allows us to advertise it publicly? And Kickstarter came up as a really natural solution for that. And what I'll tell you is our goal with Kickstarter wasn't necessarily to raise the four thousand dollars, but was to expose the idea broadly, and that has worked fairly well. We've been approached by a lot of recruiters from the video game industry. We've talked to a lot of companies as a result of the Kickstarter. A lot of people like in just in you and I kind of attendee people are incredibly excited about it too. And Everybody's really on board for it. So I'll be honest. I mean, we're not saying that this won't happen if the Kickstarter fails. I mean, certainly it means that the Kickstarter doesn't fail, that fails, but what it means in the end is that we've got to do extra work after the fact to get more companies on board, which we're actually still doing right now. We've talked with several colleges that will probably be coming on board. That'll help. Um, and we've also talked to a lot of companies that will probably be coming on board. The problem is if I had one mistake on how I set up the Kickstarter was I set it as a 30-day window. Instead of a 60-day. Um, because we needed more time. Most of these companies I don't move very fast. So um, they're interested, but they have to go through a lot of channels in order to get permission. So that's why I say just because it fails doesn't mean it won't, won't happen. Well, I, I still hope that you guys meet the goal regardless. Um, we will definitely uh, post that information and hopefully maybe get some, some people's attention with sure. that. But, you know, we, <laughs> we'll do what we can. Um, I'll say that. Um, so what was sort of the impetus behind saying, hey, you know what would be great? You know, we should we should have a job fair. Well, last year we had um, some of the companies that came out, like Bioware and Hi-Rise Studios and Riot Games and whatnot. Uh, Stucky actually put together a panel called Breaking into the Game Industry and asked them, you know, got all their buy-in to be on it and people to come out for it. And, I mean, you know, we, we came from Georgia Tech and I could probably, you know, count hundreds and hundreds of people I knew that went Georgia Tech that would love to be video game designers because there's, you know, we have a big CS department. And Stucky wanted to be a video game designer at some point, too. And there's just so much interest for this. And Atlanta has a lot of good talent, too. And the Southeast has a lot of good talent, but Atlanta in particular. The colleges are really good. We have a lot of, we have, um, well, SCAD as an art college has, like, design programs for games. Uh, we have a lot of highly technical colleges like Georgia Tech. And uh, there's a lot of good talent here. And we're, we wanted another reason for the companies to come out for the event more than just to promote their company, you know, more than just Bioware coming out promoting Mass Effect. Um, and it provided a good opportunity but to match up this talent in the local area and the need for us to have the companies out for a show. One way you can look at it is that we're satisfying a market niche where we have an attendee base that wants to get jobs in games. 
and we also have companies that ideally want to recruit people who are passionate about making things. So we're just trying to satisfy both needs by having this event. Hmm. I like it. Uh, I, again, that was another one of those things that you guys announced. I'm like, I love this idea. It's a great idea. Um, yeah, I mean, at the very least, it's a way of answering, you know, all those people at the convention who are going to ask, what's the best way to break into the industry? Yeah. Well, here's the job fair to help you with that, you know? I mean, you get all of, all of those people asking, well, here's the answer. Here's mm -hmm. one, exactly. exactly. One extra little yeah, bit. Yeah, and video games lends itself naturally to that. I think it's, if you look at our other categories, it's not as good because animation studios, you have to have specialized talent, you have to know someone, you have to have portfolio. It's a little harder. We are still going to be pursuing those companies, but something like gaming, there. you need programs, you need artists, you need a lot of different yeah. people, and it's a huge industry too. And we're we're trying to like just to highlight, we are trying to work in that concept of portfolio reviews for the animation studios and things like that. It's a slower build though. And oh, it's just cool. we have, we have some companies that we're reaching out to. Nobody's signed on right now. Atlanta actually has what three animation studios in town. That produce things like Archer and FX. Um, they work on Bob's Burgers from uh, as well. Yeah, Bento Box works on Bob's Burgers. Floyd County produces Archer. Um, and then uh, Radical Access. Is Radical Access still around or is it something else now? I'm not sure. I think it's but something else. The, the company Swim. that does uh, – some several companies that work with Adult Swim that are uh, uh, – like Radical Access used to be one. I'm not sure if they're still around. They did Squidbillies, although Squidbillies is done by Titmouse now. So. Mm -hmm. hmm. And those are all – Pretty tremendous shows, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I had no idea that any part of Bob's Burgers was uh, was done around Atlanta. That's I was I was actually thinking about that today because um, I was watching Archer on Netflix. Uh, Jen and I went through like all three seasons on Netflix uh, the last few days. So it's like I, you know I, I was I was starting to wonder about Bob's Burgers. Uh, Anyway. Well, Bob's Burgers is done. Uh, there's two different companies that I think both work on it. Bento Box and Awesome Inc. Uh, and they're they're kind of like, I don't know how they're just separated, but they might even be like the same company, two pieces of the same company. They're often described as the same company, but they have separate offices. So huh. Yeah, but uh, they, they, they're they the people that work on Bob's Burgers. And they I want to say they just did a new show, too. Well, I know they did like the Awesomes on Hulu, but yeah. I want to say they're doing working on something new now, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. we actually do have some talent, and Atlanta is Atlanta to get is the Hollywood of the Southeast, man. We have we have movie <laughs> studios being built and all kind of stuff. Let's let's assume you meant that in a good way. Isn't there an actual oh, Hollywood in Alabama, though? Like an actual factual Hollywood? Yeah, that we drove fast on the way to uh, Amicon. Don't talk about it. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's nothing good in Alabama. <laughs> that isn't okay. Okay, to be fair, that isn't basil centric. We'll. <laughs> That's fair. I was gonna say I like Huntsville. <laughs> yeah, Huntsville will be allowed to live. Sent rockets to the space. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, but but, but I think that all has to do with being basal centric and some sort of weird reverse time loop kind of thing. We oh. really do need to stop on the way to Hamacon this year and take a really depressing uh, picture by the Hollywood sign. Next <laughs> <laughs> week. Um. Oh. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that. Oh, are you going to be in Birmingham next weekend? Uh, for Comic Con. Oh no, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm oh sad. no. Oh. Sorry. I, it is in Alabama, to be fair. <laughs> Point A. Try to limit your exposure. It's kind of like yeah. radiation. I want to say the well, next 
con we're actually going to be at is Imtag. I think so. Oh, we'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for Imtag. They used to have a really good promotional season to come to Momocon right before Imtag, and they'd be like, oh, come to Imtag, and it was great promo for them. But now we flip-flopped, and they're great promo for us, but now <laughs> we're worthless promo for them. <laughs> hey, you should come to Imtag in 10 months. I'm sure you'll well, remember can, that. They can still use you for GMX. It's fine. It's fine. That's true. true. Hey, I had to deal with that for years, okay? I was on the other end of this, this for many, many years. They can deal with it for a while. It's your turn to be on top. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like Now I like to think that the whole reason for changing the date was just to flip that relationship. It's a power play. <laughs> Yeah, yes. that's we all it is. We changed the date entirely to piss off Nico. That is entirely why we changed our date. Well, <laughs> you heard him, Nico. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> well, I've been first. told by somebody that they imagine because we actually have Twitter conversations with MTAC publicly. That I've been told that people imagine that MTAC and Momocon has some kind of torrid relationship. We are people's OTP. Okay. Yeah. Oh the my convention. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> For anybody I'm, listening there, I'd love to see some Momocon and Mtac San fan art out there where no. they create the, a, a torrid love relationship. Yeah, where, where Con Kitty and our, our girl are like yeah. having having an affair. What you're going to get are, is naked fan art of Nico, and that, that is not a thing. <laughs> no, no one wants that. I, 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 never I've, ask for I've, fan I'm art okay of anything, you're not going to get what you want. Guys, guys, let's let's not give the internet ideas. It it has enough of its own. The internet is gonna think of this stuff anyway. So so really, the reason they that they changed the day is they wanted MTAC sim, uh, senpai to notice them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I live for every day is for MTAC wow. senpai to notice me. Uh, <laughs> that is. Oh, that's that's going to the promotional material. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh God! Uh, <laughs> I think found our. Uh, I think we found our podcast title for this episode. Uh, now I need to go through like the history of our podcast and do like a uh, a promotional reel of of clips. That's a, a lot of episodes. Like like the one, like well, only like four of them are any good. So <laughs> yeah, well, we don't know which four they are. Yeah, we do. It's it's the one where we talk about other M and you say that. Uh, you know, you need a knife and a plate to make a sandwich. All these lasers and missiles are men's stuff. That's one of them. Um, what? And then, like, uh, on the whole... three three interviews, inclu- including uh, and this podcast. I think that's that's pretty much the list. Yep. So, so in other words, that's the stuff that I wasn't around for. Yes. Well, that's yeah, yeah. Okay, Charlie's gonna say it. Okay. It's okay. We still love you. Yeah. Even if you're you are poison. Well. If you're killing us from the inside. So, you guys have any more questions? <laughs> uh, I think we'll just continue insulting each other now. Well, okay. We can get in on that. Uh, yeah. Please. There's lots to work with here. Oh. I thought Stucky just abhors an awkward silence. Well... I could do that pretty well. <laughs> it's wow. not a challenge, okay? Oh, it's not a challenge. It's it not? not a challenge. I'm sorry. I, I heard the chal- I heard the gauntlet being thrown, and I, I so, looked around, uh, and I was like, oh, well. It's it's uh, few people that can create an awkward silence on command, and, and he did it. 
It's like, <laughs> I can do that. And then there just was one. Shit. I mean, <laughs> what do you, you are do? a wizard. <laughs> so, uh, next question. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm about to add a question. Like a podcast. How do you guys like doing podcasts? How do I get into doing podcasts for money? Um, for money? <laughs> Fuck no. if we know. You beat Chris Hardwick, <laughs> uh, um, and then get a job on Comedy Central. You, you kill Chris steps. Hardwick, eat his heart, and gain his power. Oh, yeah. And his money. So, yeah, I guess if you can't be him, you can eat his heart, yeah. 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 His fan base. Or marry him and kill him for, the, for, for his money. I don't know. That's or, or you get, like a, or we're you getting get, pretty dark today. Or you could that be famous like and start answer. a podcast. That sounds like a perfectly legit answer. It is. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many viewers do you have for your podcast? None. 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 Zero. Part. I think Basil listens to it. Hi, Basil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Basil, you know, Basil was really happy that his podcast with me about Chihaya Fudu was going to air before yours was. Well. It's a competition that's, of podcasts that are only listened to by other podcasters. We are, oh, we are that's podcast, right. podcasts. I bet Nico listens to your podcast, too, because he has a podcast that no one listens to as well. Yep. <laughs> We're the only ones who listen to him. Turtles <laughs> <laughs> all the way down. We don't listen to him. <laughs> we don't even don't listen, listen to, to ours. ours. <laughs> I don't even listen to ours, so... I can't. I can't get anyone else to promote the podcast, and they don't even <laughs> listen to it. So what's what's going to well, happen here? I think, I think what you guys need to get is somebody on the horrible right wing side that spouts crazy theories, like Obama is causing uh, autism, and then you get him to speak on the show, and then you'll get a lot of listeners. You may not want those listeners, but you'll get a lot of listeners. I I this this, this is not a bad idea. I won't and. And then, and then when we get more listeners, we can literally say, thanks, Obama. Thanks, <laughs> Obama. We can finally say it without the uh, the sarcasm or irony. I like this. You know, don't even say it with sarcasm or irony sometimes because this has happened to us. Stucky, Stucky got in the habit of saying, thanks, Obama. Or it was, I blame Obamacare. For everything. For things that are completely unrelated to Obamacare. The thing is... But people uh, took him seriously. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> that's that's exactly the problem. Well, then if he's not careful, he'll get his own show on Fox News, yeah. and then well, that's Obama a lot of promotion from Omocon. <laughs> yeah. So see, so let's let's let's. Do you really like, want that kind of people to be at Momocon? Are they paying yeah. customers? Hey, we, we, They're paying customers. I was gonna say we accept all types and creeds. <laughs> Their wallet bleeds as green as anyone else's. See, we can silver lining the hell out of this thing. It's fine. It's fine. Oh shit! <laughs> it's awkward because we we know people who. Oh yes, we do. Close to the. They're, know, they're listening right. Theory. They're listening right now. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> I know who hey. you are. You know who you are. So you should get on the podcast then. So invite them to join your podcast. That way you get uh, some loyal followers, and maybe you can actually turn it into money because I know that's what. Uh, a lot. Bill O'Reilly even has a, a radio show. So. Papa Bear. I know, good old Papa Bear. <laughs> <laughs> but we, oh. Neither Jess nor I actually, you know, we actually have conservative beliefs and you know liberal beliefs, so we're kind of in the middle, both of us. So I, I'm not really, you know, it's fun. But to we like making fun of people more than we like expressing our political beliefs. Yeah. Isn't it great? Yeah. It is. It's delightful. So great. 
I, I prefer to keep my uh, political beliefs a secret so that, you know, when people try to engage it, they just think I believe whatever they believe. And it, it's life's easier that way. Well, in person, I'll do that, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's called PR, okay? <laughs> you you are the consummate showman. I will believe whatever you need me to believe. Um, For it, real? It's no. like, have, have you guys seen There Will Be Blood? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, you know, um, Daniel Day-Lewis's character, Daniel Plainview, it, towards the beginning of the movie, uh, one of the characters asked him if he belongs to a church, and he said, uh, you know, I don't belong to any one church in particular. He says, I enjoy all things. It was just this very evasive answer. I like everything. I like what you like. Fuck you. <laughs> and that's secretly what he, what he meant. I think it was just one of the phrases great. that should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> I like what you like. Fuck you. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Leave me alone. How do you respond to that? You don't. <laughs> it's like exactly. how do you, how do you get mad at that? You turn I, around and you walk the other way because nothing good is gonna happen. <laughs> You're like, I should be angry at this person, but we believe in so many similar things. I, I like I just everything. Can't bring my, it's it would be like hating myself, and I just can't do it. Uh, I don't have a problem with hating myself, so Well no, but you're German. Why should it's anyone fine. else? <laughs> It's, it's, it's genetic. Well, thanks for bringing race into this. Someone had to. Thanks, Obama. Bunch of um, thanks, Obama. <laughs> so, do you guys have like any questions about Momocon? Like any legitimate questions about Momocon? I think, we, I think we ran out of like legitimate Momocon questions because you do know, you have any illegitimate Momocon questions? Um. If you guys, yeah, any guess, money is no object uh, that you haven't had the convention before. You um, Any guess that we want? Money yeah. is no object? Yeah, money is no Shigeru object. Shigeru <laughs> That was easy. <laughs> All right. Stephen Colbert. Okay. How, also, how does he fit into anime or gaming? Or Stephen anime Colbert was, was the voice on the Venture Brothers. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. They've um, even got him. Stephen Colbert was on uh, Harvey oh, Birdman no, 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 as okay. well. You may know him from the Venture Brothers. <laughs> no, see, so I have, like, this is actually going to be real someday. I swear to God it's going to be real. So we're involved with, like, Floyd County Productions, right? They send, like, animators out, and we have some of the voices from Archer. I want to get Jessica Walters out because I have a secret desire to have an Arrested Development reunion at Momocon one day. Uh, and enough, of, enough of them have done animation work that we can literally Yeah, do. yeah, like, seriously. Almost all of them have done voice work, just about. Dillingcon, presented by Arrested Development, now available on Netflix. The title of it would be, We've Made a Terrible Mistake, like every post. <laughs> wow. Yep. Wow. That's I, a I, I think you should appoint Dylan head of Arrested Development Programming. <laughs> <laughs> and also community programming. But not oh, community as in the anime and gaming community, but as in the show community. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, God. We'd have to have a video with him walking across really sad with a Charlie Brown music playing. That's just Dylan walking. You can just get random video of that anywhere. That is his actual theme music. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> why, why do we need the... Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. The, the of course you do! Because it's community. Yep. It's the rest of development. Yeah, I think I think we'll, what we'll have is the year we'll have Stephen Colbert, we'll have the rest of development people, we'll probably enjoy Mark Hamill. And we'll all advertise these people for their animation roles and ignore every other aspect of them. <laughs> awesome. You yeah. might know him, uh, Mark Hamill, as the voice of the Joker, and that's about it. Well, well you, <laughs> that'll be the exact be fair, part, and that's about it. That one, to, to be fair with, that one's kind of a special case because 
he's done that role longer. Well, while we're, yeah. while we're just, you know, spitballing here, you know, Brian Cranston was on Archer and he did Macross Plus oh, uh, way back Brian in the day. Brian Cranston was a villain in Power Rangers. There I you go. Over that. Yes. Okay. That, that, I did not know. Anime. that one I didn't know. Oh, yeah. He was on the Colbert Report talking about how he did a villain in Power Rangers. And, and he's, he's also, and I forget which specific one, but there's a list. If you, like, search for Brian Cranston, you can find out the random roles he did before he did Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. I would be all over that, too. Yeah. If we can shoehorn it in, we'll shoehorn it in. So, okay, so this is something like my senior director at DragonCon told me one time, and I totally believe him, and I think it's true. Every year, DragonCon has, like, one or two guests that don't really fit with a lot of the stuff they do. Like, one year they had Eric Estrada. He's 10 He does. He wasn't in my track, though. That's the thing. You know, and, like, one year they had, like, the I Dream of Genie cast. Like, had Larry Hagman and uh, Barbara Eden, you know? And these people aren't really good fits for Dragon Con. But what happens is somebody that's, like, a senior on the guest committee, like, somebody's senior dire- director on the guest committee, really wants this one person. So it's, like, there's, like, one person a year that's, like, oh, I've always wanted to meet this guy. Like, one year it was Mickey Dolan's from the Monkees, you know? I remember the year he was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was kind of it's like, odd, but. Was was Pop he just monkeying around? <laughs> no, he was too busy singing. Oh, okay. <laughs> what singer? They got a singer. Last year, I think it was. It was famous. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. I, I was losing my shit over Alice Cooper. Okay. <laughs> like That's... I love. You don't even understand. I dressed up as Alice Cooper when I was in high school, and no one knew who I was except for my best friend. And <laughs> she and I both thought everyone else was completely crazy that they didn't know who Alice Cooper was. I put on the eye makeup, and I had a big plush snake and a leather jacket and everything. It was awesome. It must have been really awkward when you and Chris Sex showed up at the same place wearing the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I am convinced that that is true about Dragon Con, and I kind of want us to have like that one guest that we just like. You know, like we, we want to have. It doesn't have to be related, just somebody we want to have. Well, I'll point out, every one of the people we mentioned would be related. You can always find a tagline for them related. I don't know, Barbara Eden and Larry Hagman? That would be a hard count. Not, oh, not you the, mean the ones we were talking about. Not yeah, the yeah. Ones for, yeah, I don't want I Dream of Genie people. We don't have that age hey. range. People like, who? What? That's technically fantasy. Yeah. I know. Technically, we don't do yes. I do but... remember the year they were there. They also had Bill Daly, and I'm like, I know him from the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> I'm the only, like... It, um, it, the, only, only people that, the only way they intersect with their current audience is the audience from the 90s that watched Nick at Night. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> actually is not a bad idea <laughs> well that's the thing when you're trying to book guests for nostalgia you have to make sure the nostalgia is in the right era like as cool as some of our staff i'm sure would think it is to book like you know the original voice cast of like he-man or thundercats like the original ones no one in our audience would care because it's the wrong nostalgia I, but if, if we book uh, like darkwing duck they're gonna care you I, know i'd rather those would care yeah, I think what, if, we, if we booked He-Man, we're better off booking the team that made that He-Man viral video uh, than they would actually booking a He-Man crew. Get off my lawn. Becky <laughs> <laughs> loves that video. You don't even know. Get I don't even know what that video off. is. It's my He-Man saying, uh, what's up? And yeah. I said, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I think, I think, okay. I, think okay, we... I, I don't think we need any... <laughs> Ducky, by the way. Oh. But seriously, get off my fucking lawn. <laughs> no, no, no. 
Okay, it's not like I don't like 80s cartoons. It's that I know what my audience is going to respond to, you know? I'm your audience. No, you're uh, not. You've <laughs> never been, Jack. Part. You don't go to cons. Are, are you not entertained, okay? <laughs> are you not entertained? Chad, what was the last con you went to? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. what I thought. I now believe you know Ch why I'm not going. Chad's I do believe it was MTAC 2007. You're nobody's audience. <laughs> he is an audience of one. I'm a cranky old man. I'll have my own con. With hookers. <laughs> That'll bring people in. I think that's just called <laughs> Vegas. That Sel would be. Sheldon, Las Vegas, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll share a story, though. Um, so we had an idea. Everybody always asks, you're on MomoCon, do you want to do a, another convention? And I was talking to uh, at a, a Reddit meetup with the director of, uh, of, of Reddit, the general manager, uh, Eric Martin, and I asked him that question. And I said, you know, why isn't Reddit have a convention? He says, well, you know, there's a lot of reasons, but mostly we don't want to bother planning it. He said, you know, what I'd much rather do is plan the worst convention possible. And so we sat there planning what the worst convention would be. It would be in Daytona Beach on Christmas week, not weekend. Yeah. It, it'd be like a Wednesday, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, was this your guy's and, April Fool's post a couple of years back? Uh, it was bad con. That's what. That's why the bad con became out. I'm glad somebody recognized the April Fool's jokes. And that's how bad con came around. Yes. So that was the origin story of bad con. You see, there was a film competition to make a film while you were on site with whatever yeah. material you had. Yeah. It was gonna be at like a day's in. <laughs> Clarion. Oh, Clarion. I'm sorry. It's gonna be. A yeah. Is there something wrong with me that that doesn't sound too bad? <laughs> yes. Yes, there's quite a bit. So bad is good. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, legitimately like the general manager of Reddit is sitting here brainstorming. That was an E3 at the crappiest medieval themed restaurant I've ever seen in my life. It's across, it used to be across the street from the uh, LA Convention Center. Oh my God. I didn't even know medieval themed restaurants were a thing. Up They're here, not. Oh, they, this they, was closed the next year. <laughs> up, up, up here, we just have dinner theaters. With uh, I was about shows to say, about lumberjacks. That that may be something that we can open up in Pigeon Forge, Dylan. Is the number I, one I, medieval I uh, restaurant in the now. southeast. I I think we found our next business venture. Yeah. Well, watch out. Medieval Times is a big chain, actually, in this space. They put on a whole show and they charge a lot for dinner. And everybody dresses up. So and they're always hurting for business. If you want to see anybody just doing Groupons constantly still, it's medieval times. Wow. Yeah, they just had a Dragon Con night where they didn't actually give a discount. It was just their standard discount, but it was for Dragon Con people. Yeah, I think the people at Dragon Con had a great time, though. Yeah, they did. It actually sold out, and it was all because it was all Dragon Con people like catching up with Dragon Con people. So. <sighs> Oh. That will draw people. There are conventions I go to strictly because I get to see people I know. That's... Well, we do that too. There's like when you start going to a show and like you know all your friends are going to it. That's why you would keep going. You know. That's what I call it AOL syndrome. Back in the nineties, for those that didn't, you know, the youngins out there, they didn't have AOL. AOL was probably the crappiest ISP that you can get on 56k yep. or even floor broadband. But most people were using AOL. Because all their friends were using AOL, and they had this thing, AOL Instant Messenger, which 
at the time was more integrated. So you're like, mm, well, I want to talk to my friend, so I got to be on AOL. Well, they were silly. I had AIM, yeah. and I never used AOL. Yeah. So I call things like that the AOL syndrome. Uh, real story, I had AOL, but I never paid for it. Ever, <laughs> even yeah. once. Because, you know, they had, because like, the free trial discs. And, every yeah. week. and they will give you a free month if you threaten to quit. Yes, if if you call them and say you want to cancel before your free trial is over, you know, they'll they'll be like, are you sure? And, you know, they'll do this two or three times. And if you are firm enough, they'll offer you a free month, a free extra month to consider. And then you go, okay, fine. And you hang up the phone. And you just make yourself a reminder to call at the same time next month and do the same thing. I swear to God, I had AOL for like two years and never paid <laughs> once. <laughs> I like what? it. I like it. Uh, and, that, and that's why I got into podcasting, because I don't like paying for shit. <laughs> people, do people actually send you samples of things to like review? Like nope. These? nope. Not yet. <laughs> Haven't gotten there so yet. Uh, right, right now we're just fleecing conventions. I mean... <laughs> yeah, this is like... and promotions and things. I mean, we're we're providing an invaluable service to uh, conventions such as Momocon and MTech and Hamicon. Shoutouts <laughs> to you guys. Uh, we give them someone to complain about. That's right. That's for <laughs> damn sure. I never complain about you. We you... actually have plenty of people to complain. Aww. About. Yeah. Don't... You, you understand? We have fifteen thousand anime kids that are going to come through our door in, in about three months. We have plenty of people to complain about. Don't worry. Those don't damn go, paying don't, customers. Don't don't go having a sweet moment on us. Oh, we don't we don't mind you. No, oh, son you of a bitch. Shucks. <laughs> well, I tolerate you. I tolerate <laughs> you too, Stucky. Yeah. I tolerate you so hard. <laughs> I can feel the tolerance right now. <laughs> A tolerance day. We got Valentine's Day coming up. What about Tolerance Day for people that don't really deserve your Valentine? Oh. I guess with, uh, the school should adopt Tolerance Day, where you give a tolerance card saying, "I feel neither great nor bad about you." Neutral. Hello. I actually like this idea. I kind of wish we had like the Japanese Valentine's Day, where you know, like the girls have to do all the work up front and then we respond or some shit. You know. Yeah, but you know, Japanese people have White Day too, where the guys have to take the girls out in March, right? Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine okay. with that part because the problem with as being a guy with the whole Valentine's Day, especially when you're younger and you're single and things like that, is it's like, okay, this is a crap shoot. You know. Probably going to end up embarrassing myself here. But no, in this situation, they approach you. And I love everything oh, about no, I... this plan. So, they, so you basically like it because you don't have to take the risk in the relationship. That's right. Okay. You're a lazy piece of crap. Damn straight. <laughs> I got enough shit going on. I mean, <laughs> it, enough anime did, did you just people? now realize that after he mentioned getting AOL for free for two years? <laughs> hey, that was a <laughs> lot of work. No, to be fair, that required, yeah, that required a okay, lot of yeah. effort. That is true. It requires a lot more work to go ahead and, and do that every month than just to pay and forget yep. about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Being a cheap bastard, as they say, can be hard work. Yeah. True. Uh... Yeah. But in honesty, I was going to say, you know, it's not really fair. Have you not seen enough anime where that girl confesses to the guy? He's like, oh, whatever. I don't want your chocolate or whatever. Whatever, man. Would you reject chocolate handmade for you by some girl? I mean, that's nope. just... That happens, that happens in anime. 
And that poor girl, she cries and cries and cries. It's so sad. <laughs> I, I would take I would take care of her. This senpai would notice her. I promise. <laughs> I'd be a good senpai, damn it. You already I, I, are. Oh, thank you, Charlie Coon. <laughs> Just when we think things can't get any worse. You're <laughs> wrong. Yep. That's a good. Another thing that would be on a t-shirt. It's pretty good. Yeah, we've stop getting t-shirt ideas. I don't own a t-shirt printer anymore. Oh, yeah. Shane's help Just when you thought things getting any worse, <laughs> you thought wrong. That's that's gonna be our new slogan. <laughs> <laughs> this time, why not the worst? Uh, aiming for the bottom. Aiming for the bottom. Started oh. started from the bottom, and we're still here. <laughs> There's nowhere to go but here. At least we, we waved we waved goodbye to Drake and he left our lives forever as he left the bottom. We are consistent. <laughs> that, that's something. Wow. <laughs> we, we are very consistent. Consistently bad since 2008. <laughs> have you guys remember, ever in those science classes you have uh, the, the scientific thing where they try to demonstrate consistency versus accuracy? Yes. Um, and they have like the darts on the board, and they're all spread out. And that's you know, you hit the board, you're at least accurate enough, right? But you consistently you hit the board in a, the same bad location consistently. There you go. So you're just hitting off the board consistently. Huh. That makes it almost sound noble. Yeah, I mean we're hitting, you know, some the, skill involved. The neon bar sign, <laughs> you know, at least we're hitting that all the time instead of the board. But it's something. It's not much, but we'll take it. Well, Chains yeah, of a Between you, we can organize Tolerance Day, and you guys can be known as the Tolerance Day podcast. So Ooh, you just need to organize yes. that. Like the official yeah. Tolerance Day podcast? Yeah, the initial Tolerance yeah, Day. It could be today. Nobody hates us. Is the it cares about us? Is this going to be a real thing or just satire? Because I, I think this thing is, is, Dylan. is ripe for satire. Oh, well, I tolerate you cards. I mean, again, trust me, if we get the Hallmark on board with this, it'll it'll sell. It'll happen. There's your first million. February, but... February 9th is Tolerance Day, and they can sell Tolerance cards. There, I see a problem with this. This won't go up until the 10th, so we'll oh. we'll have, you know, like 364 more days to wait until next All Tolerance right. Day. So and I'm going to suggest that we not do it in the month of February because I'm pretty sure – that it's getting a little racist at that point. <laughs> you know, I didn't make that connection. I'm glad. But... I'm glad we workshopped this. I'm glad we did yeah. a focus group here. Like, I think people are gonna think it's like racist satire. <laughs> Racial tolerance day. <laughs> Let's not do that, okay? No. <laughs> I will point out that with this code on the air. No, I was thinking because it's really good from a marketing standpoint because it's right near Valentine's Day. Well, let's do it on March 1st, because, like, that's, that's like, white day in Japan. We can do it on March 1st, and then it's not in February, which... I, I feel like you need to give stores sufficient time to put out your merchandise yeah. two months in advance of your holiday. Well, we can always plan for next year's Tolerance Day. Well, no, no, they, they have to have space between the last major retail holiday and the next one, too. <sighs> Well, it's, I mean, come on. Cracker Barrel runs like three or four holidays simultaneously, so they can definitely fit Tolerance Day in. Right after February, right after the Valentine's Day, you got St. Patrick's Day. That's what you got to worry about. But, yeah, but 
realistically, unless you live somewhere that has a huge parade, nobody cares about St. Patrick's Day until the weekend of St. Patrick's Day. You know, here's the thing. Um, August doesn't have any holidays. Hmm. Hmm. We get it it someday in August, like, I don't know, some random day, maybe the 24th or something. (laughs) I think Tolerance Day on August 24th would be very appropriate. I absolutely (laughs) saw that coming. (laughs) Yep. That's that's magnificent. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. Oh. Tip your waitresses. Uh, make sure you. I'll, I'll say this should happen. We should at least make a tolerance day greeting card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's put that on our calendars. Oh. Yeah. Pencil that in. That's an action item. Yeah. <laughs> March first. Tolerance Day. Or August 24th. Which should we decide on? So, so everyone got the joke that that's John's birthday, right? If not, you did now. Okay. Well, I figured we someone had to say it. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Dylan, for being Dylan. Dylan, do you see that uh, person laying bleeding on the floor? That's the joke. And you? You killed him. Huh. You're like the Seattle seahorse. You're beating seahorse, seahogs. You're beating a dead horse. <laughs> Way to fuck up a joke. Shut up! <laughs> I, Shut up! I, but she put her ass on the line and she tried. Good I hustle did. out and there. She fumbled, kind of like the Denver. What was that? Kind of like the Broncos. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> At least she didn't throw an interception. The Denver dog food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, well. <laughs> Denver Future Glue. At least <laughs> yeah. I didn't show a multiracial commercial because apparently in America that's the worst thing you can possibly do. You know, know. it that should too. not let the races mix. People just know this. I don't. <laughs> Coca Cola just doesn't get it. I don't. You mean the most racist podcast I've been on? <laughs> Here's the thing. The it's most, a joke with us, though. The most un-American sure. thing about that is the fact that America the Beautiful is set to fucking God Save the Queen. Oh, my favorite part about it is the lyrics are written by a lesbian. You know, uh, let's let's be honest here, guys. You know, the only way it could have been more American, I I don't think you can because you know you had uh, ethnic diversity and then you had the internet being assholes. I mean that that that's most Ameri- American. That pretty much covers America. Yeah, that's America to me. Anyway, I may be old fashioned. <laughs> it, it is the internet rage machine. You get outraged over nothing, then outraged over more out, out over that outrage, and then outraged over that outrage, and snake eats its own. And then head. outraged over the people calling you stupid over that outrage. Sun rises, sun sets, tide goes in, tide goes out. You can't That's explain it. that. <laughs> Why am I the only one asking these questions? <laughs> oh, thanks. So we're just uh, digging ourselves we're... into the basement now, aren't we? Yeah, well, I was going to say, this podcast is playing as all as racist and liberal somehow. <laughs> I don't know. America, baby. America. <laughs> we, we find the middle ground. <laughs> the two least favorable things in most Americans' eyes, racism and liberalism, and we're exactly both. Yes. <laughs> we, want to, we want to seem extreme to everyone. Yes. <laughs> we want everyone to hate us because that way we get publicity. Is that how that That's works? That's true. 
There is a lot of shock. Yeah, just look at Westboro Baptist. That's how they build their entire business. I thought that was lawsuits. Well, that too, but it's because people hate them, you know? It's all built on the idea of people hating them. Are are we going to do like an NWO heel turn here? Am I going to go Hollywood? (laughs) I am. No, No, because you are a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. That's that's for damn sure. Well, oh. it is it is a podcast, so so you can't see me. Just call me John Cena. Oh, I know that hurt. It hurt me too to say it. But you know what? You somebody, still can't see well, me. <laughs> somebody I'm just gonna take you. this moment to officially apologize to anyone that actually listens to this podcast. <laughs> We're really you know, it's sorry. about time someone apologized. Talk, for about, the- <laughs> talk about your empty apologies. Nobody's gonna hear that apology. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, I'm, I'm sorry, Basil and Nico. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't apologize to Nico. He knew what he was getting into. That's true. No one no one should apologize to Nico. Shadow Emperor lives on. Yeah, Shadow Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> that's what now. We, that's the T-shirt we need. We need to make one for. Uh, we need to make an MTAC shirt for Nico. That on the back instead of saying staff or whatever it says Shadow Emperor. That's what they should have had for him at GMX when, you know, they had the hockey jerseys for charity. We should have just got him one that says Shadow Emperor on the back. We need to make this happen. It should at very least be his handle online. At the Shadow Emperor. (laughs) Is that available? I checked Twitter. You know how you've made it on Twitter is someone creates a parody account of you. Oh, Nico has a parody account. Does he? Yeah, it's called Nico Moan instead of Nico Scream. I think John did it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's something. That's a hell of a thing. Except immediately. <laughs> no, I'm not even exaggerating. I don't know if it still exists anymore, but it did. Uh, like, I was following it, and it was really funny. <laughs> I am going to have to look that up now. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. So how do you usually wrap one of these things up? I don't know. Or do it you just have kind of some kind of questions that are real? Oh, wait. I have a real question. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I admit, I, I had you on board with this at one point, and I just want to see, see where we are. How long before we get uh, Stephen Root at Momocon? Oh, God. Well, he's king of the hill. Oh, God, you don't even know. You don't even know what I would... Find me a contact for Stephen Root. I don't even care what it is. I don't care if it's his sister's dog, okay? Find me a contact. We will make this happen. I will... I'll see what I can do. On it. Oh, my God. So we're planning for one of the future years. Let's just say Next year. No, look. Next year, we're going to get Stephen Root, and we're going to get Toby Huss, who's the voice of Khan and of Cotton Hill, okay? Because I love Cotton Hill. He killed fitting men. What's not to love? Oh, my God. Yeah. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm just just saying, this should plan for the year where we have absolutely no directly relevant guests that are all on the periphery of everything that we like. Steven Root is so freaking cool. I'm not saying And he's a main this character is, in King the of the Hill. This is the Arrested Development yep. voice actor's he's... Uh, challenge. Well, I don't know, though. Been... He's pretty relevant. If you yeah, think about was... all the things he's been in. Yeah, oh, he's I'm been in pretty much everything. Yeah, but he, the, what they're known for is not primarily what we would have them for. Is what the joke would be. See, way to, way to force the, the explanation for the joke and kill it. Okay. You're welcome. Way to go. Uh, but I love Stephen Root. The love of Stephen Root will bring us all together. It will. I love him too. 
he actually, is one of one of the most underrated actors ever. <laughs> I love him as what is he, the blind guy and um Oh yes, in uh, uh Brother War though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's so good. He is so good. Loved him as Jimmy James in News Radio. Yeah. Is there any way we could get John Goodman? I like John Goodman too. How can we yes. get that in? He's been a voice actor in a lot of Disney stuff. Yeah. Yes. He's in Monsters Inc. Yeah, I like it. I like it. He's more than just Monsters Inc. too. He's in a lot of roles. I know, but I, people would know him as like you know Sully from Monsters Sully. Inc. Yeah, Sully, not from Funimation, formerly from Funimation, but from the Monsters. He can be my first Disney princess. So are we Sully. just surreptitiously putting together a Cohen Brothers Momocon at this point? <laughs> We're just looking for reasons to bring them in. Maybe. <laughs> I, I can this... see that. Pretty much everybody is pretty good. George Clooney's done voice acting. Yes. Uh, really Coen Brothers films. Uh, I'm sure we can get Bill Murray uh, involved. He wants to be in Coen Brothers films. I know. So he said Garfield. Uh, <laughs> you you have heard that story, right? Yes, no. where he uh, he thought it was Joel Cohen, but it was yeah. spelled differently. <laughs> so, and uh, I'm sure he's other voice acting roles if you looked it up. But, you know, Garfield, that'd be how we promote Bill Murray. I like it. I the like voice it. of Garfield. Yes. And nothing else. Uh, John Turturro was in Transformers. That's close enough, right? That's <laughs> that's not quite close enough. It's getting there. Transformers was animated at some point. Work with me here! <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, in reference... Bill Murray, yeah. Bill Murray being another one of those people would be like, really great to have at a convention. I think you'd have a great time at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every year or so, like, at, for Dragon Con, like, I'm the, wish list. I'm the animation track director, so we have a wish list, right? Where if, like, the guest committee sees somebody on your wish list, you know, they have a better chance of accepting them because we don't have direct contact with the guests, right? Mm. Yeah, my wish list almost always includes uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Well, to be fair, Bill Murray is my half. She wants Dan Aykroyd. I want Dan Aykroyd. So. <laughs> I even put a note at the bottom. I know they're not in my track. I don't even care. Just get them. <laughs> I might actually go back to Dragon Con for something like that. For Bill Murray? Yeah. Actually, to be honest, Harold Ramis is my favorite piece of Ghostbusters. I love the crap out of Harold Ramis. You don't even know. But because he's he's like a big Hollywood producer now, I don't think he's attainable for Dragon Con. So my Uh second choice is Dan Aykroyd. Hmm. Because he promotes his uh, skull liquor or whatever it is. Skull vodka. Skull vodka, yeah. Yeah. He's also a little crazy. But you know what? I don't even care because it's Dan Aykroyd. So whatever. I imagine he's a lot crazy, but whatever. well, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not Randy Quaid crazy, but he is a little crazy. <laughs> he's more How like many... with Steven Seagal crazy. On the Quaid scale, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a well, six on the Quaid scale. You know, he's not Randy not there. Quaid is, is a is a whole new level of crazy. Okay. <laughs> I feel bad for Dennis Quaid because like, he's got to like watch his brother just evolve into to this this thing. I don't know. <laughs> Is he evolving backwards? Yeah, he's like a Goomba in Mario Brothers. He's he's <laughs> evolving into uh into like uh the the what was it the 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 crap that was everywhere the the goo or yeah it's not ooze it's it was like pink goo no yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Primordial yeah. soup. I'm I'm really surprised you that someone made that reference to LCL. Is this third um, impact? What's going on? Surprised no, no, someone made that reference. Frankly, it, it looks like it, it's like um fungus. It's fungus. Yeah, it it's is. 
fungus. That was it. Um, I didn't even, I missed Have you not part. seen Super Mario Brothers? No, no, I, I missed what you were saying because I was looking at my phone. Okay. So I was like, I was kind of figuring out, you're talking about Ivan Ooze or Pink Ooze. No. Oh, 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 oh. If, I'm pretty sure Paul Freeman is dead, but if he weren't, Ivan Ooze would be top of my list, okay? <laughs> like, you don't even understand how much I love Ivan Ooze. And so Paul Freeman... Freeman? Is it Freeman? Yeah. Who, who did Ivan Ooze was, uh, a lot of people don't realize this, he was um, the guy from Indiana Jones uh, in um, te not Temple of the Doom. What's the first one? Raiders of Lost Ark. Raiders. He's uh, uh, the French guy that takes the chick that's working with the Nazis. Face melter. Uh, yeah, he. that's Ivan Ooze. That's the same guy that wow. plays Ivan Ooze. Huh. In, uh, in uh, Power Rangers the movie. Wow. I love him. That's, he's a classically uh, trained British actor, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. So he's not on my, like, would love to get for Momocom list. If only well, we had some way to dead. look up if he's dead or not. I'm, I guess I just have the internet. According, well, I don't trust Wikipedia. It doesn't have a date of death for him. Well, he might still be alive. It's entirely possible he's old as dirt if he is. Supposedly he's still acting. Interesting. What does IMDB say? It says a lot of things. I don't, I just don't trust Some it. Some of them are lies. Most but yeah, I, I find it fascinating that it's like the French guy from Indiana Jones is Ivan Ooze. Hmm. There's all kinds of weird connections like that. He was and the I best think... Power Rangers villain that ever existed, and if anybody tells me any different, they're a, a dirty, dirty liar. Lord, no, Ivan not Ooze. a fan of Rita Repulsa, were you? I Zed. like Rita. It's not like I don't like her or Zed. It's just, come on, how can you outsass Ivan Ooze? Like, you can't. You're just no outsassing <laughs> Ivan Ooze. I like that's your reasoning. He's just sassy. He's so sassy. He's the sassiest of sassy. Like, Lord Zed on. was so badass that he forced the Power Rangers to change what show they were on. I know. They had to get a whole new season of Sentai. <laughs> oh. Yep, yep, so. I think he is still alive. Looks looks like yeah, 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 yeah. he might yeah. be on my list then. Do it! I dare you. <laughs> hey, if Ernest Borgnine was going to Dragon Con up until the year he died, I don't. I think this is doable. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Do what? I'm I'm for this. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm down for it. Yeah. Wow, he works pretty consistently. Sorry, <laughs> now I'm on IMDb. <laughs> no, what's he been in recently? Uh, da, 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 da. lots some stuff in post production. TV movie called Lucan. TV series documentary called Countdown to Murder. Uh, Getaway. The Bible. TV miniseries. Oh, that's, that was actually pretty popular. That was on like the History Channel. Where it had the evil uh, Satan that looked like Obama. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Whole this time. was all, and this was just last year. Apparently he was playing in hot an old, a decrepit old man in a Bible miniseries. That that makes sense. That would work. The Bible, know. where everybody's an old man. <laughs> an old white man. Yes. Has well, to be which is weird. accurate, don't you know? Yes. Hey, tolerance day, guys. Tolerance. <laughs> it's coming up. Get get ready. <laughs> or maybe it's not coming up. I mean, whatever you want to think about it. A hot yeah, spoon of tolerance. A hive of tolerance and villainy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tolerance. I thought I smelled your foul stench when I was brought on board. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. oh, God. That ancient <laughs> tolerance religion hasn't conjured up the stolen data plans, has it? 
Okay. <laughs> I think we have just broken something here. Oh. It needed uh, to be broken. Reference to... Uh, whenever people refer to Super Mario Brothers, the movie, and Star Wars in the same hour, that may not be a sign of stability. I, I, I want to point out that we referred to this significantly more than just that. We've talked about the Garfield movie. There will be blood. Oh, God. Uh, you know... There's a lot of things in this. We podcast. are all. Oh wait, no! I can make it complete. We can talk about sidekicks with Chuck Norris. No, can we, please? <laughs> oh, that was a thing. That no, that never happened. What are you even talking about? I love that movie and now, so much. Now we're talking about sidekicks. So <laughs> it has Joe Piscopo when he's all beefy and irrelevant. This is what happens when you don't make a plan and stick to it. Failure to plan is planning for tolerance. (laughs) I want to think now that Joe Piscopo's business cards at one time said beefy and irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. The man was cut in that movie, all right? Cut. Absolutely cut. And it's like, who is this person and what did you do with Joe Piscopo? (laughs) I love that movie. I own that movie taped off of TNT from 1993, okay? I love it. I've watched it 300 times. You don't even know. I had the biggest little girl crush on Jonathan Brandis, and that was my favorite Jonathan Brandis movie. Is is the next Momocom project to uh, kickstart a Blu-ray of Sidekicks? You don't even know. <laughs> I can bring this back around. Hey, give me a second. I can bring this back around so something relevant. So there really is an actual like anime Kickstarter program to bring things to Blu-ray and, and English releases. So that actually exists. Well, so, yeah, they did it with Bubblegum Crisis. Yes, they have. See there, we're back and relevant. Well, anime. Well, okay, so there was an actual Kickstarter for Bubblegum Crisis on Blu-ray, but Anime Souls also does is like basically a website for kickstarting. They they show stuff like older anime uh, streaming. With legal permissions, and they run constant, basically, Kickstarters to fund it. And they just funded, like, uh, Blackjack and um, some of the older shoujo stuff. And stuff that I never would have thought would have gotten funded. But they raised enough money to actually produce it, either on DVD or Blu-ray, depending on which one. I wonder what they normally have to raise for something like that. Like, what the standard amount is. Well, they for the older shows they were talking about, which obviously wouldn't be as in demand and probably wouldn't cost as much, they were raising between, like, Twenty and forty thousand dollars for a complete run. I don't know how many discs you know that it produced, but it was mostly for licensing, I imagine. And that's because that's, that's a sizable amount. You're not talking like a few just crazy diehard fans with some money lying around. I mean, it, no, I know. I was really surprised. They had one. It was for. Uh, it was for some old shoujo, and I can't remember if it was like uh, brother, bro- dear brother, or if it was for. It was not Rosa Versailles because Rosa Versailles was done by Right Stuff. Uh, I want to say it was like Dear Brother. And they had, like, they'd only reached, like, half of their goal with, like, three days left, and it was, like, $25,000. And I'm like, there's no way that they're going to raise this much money for Dear Brother, you know what I mean? Because it's so random and obscure old shoujo. And mm-hmm. sure enough, in three days, they raised, they, they beat their goal. And it was like, holy crap. Weird. God bless them. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've we've drug this on la- uh, long enough. Um, really quickly, uh, throw out your promotional information for Momocon. Sure. If you want to learn more about Momocon, it's an animation and gaming convention. It's happening May 23rd through 25th. 
Visit us online at Momocon.com or Facebook.com slash Momocon or Twitter.com slash Momocon or pretty much any social media network you could ever imagine. Just search for Momocon. I'm on Tumblr, Instagram. Uh, we're on Vine. We're on... Technically, we have a Snapchat. Technically, we have a Snapchat. We don't really use it. Um, we're on a little bit of everything. Instagram. In- I said Instagram. Say it again. Got that one. Instagram. <laughs> we're on Instagram, okay? I post on the Instagram myself, so if you want to see, like, basically my Instagram with cosplay photos, then follow us. Momocon. Or Instagram.com slash Momocon. Um, and if, if you love me, follow the Tumblr, because the Tumblr is my baby, so... <laughs> If, if I love you and don't have a Tumblr, do I still have to make a Tumblr to follow this? I don't know. It depends on how much you love. How much? You, how much do you really tolerate me? You can you can follow <laughs> a, a Tumblr's RSS feed. Can you? Yes, because okay. that's how I'm following like two or three different Tumblrs right now. I have the coolest Tumblr. Like I am king of Tumblr. You don't even know. <laughs> if you want pictures that were on Reddit five days ago, then you should check out our Tumblr. Or if you want pictures that'll be on Reddit in five days. I'm a Pinterest guy myself. Okay, so, so oh, we have a Pinterest too. So what I'm hearing is the the uh, there, there's some uh, debate over the the uh, the value of the Tumblr. No, no, no the the Tumblr is very valuable. I, just, uh, I make fun Stucky, of Tumblr as a social Stucky network. Stucky is a Reddit snob. If you'll notice, oh. our Reddit has like six followers, while our Tumblr has two thousand. So I'll tell you who's winning this right. battle. <laughs> It's actually 32 followers, but... Oh, <laughs> my bad. Oh, my God. Oh, no, he did We do have a re- We do have a subreddit, though, our Momocon. Uh, well, then, that was a rousing social media discussion. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, um, we really do appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us. I know you guys are Finally. busy. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I say that out of love. Or tolerance. And tolerance. <laughs> and tolerance. Both at the same time. Um, anyway, uh, everybody, please go to Momocon. We'll be there. Uh, we look forward to seeing uh, Stucky and Jess there. Guys, it's been a blast. Uh, and everyone else, uh, you know, if you tolerate us, uh, you know, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, MySpace, whatever. Pinterest. <laughs> Hey, listen, man, I'm all over that Pinterest shit. Um, <laughs> I can make so many crafts. <laughs> I can not at all. That's not what I, that's not what I use Pinterest for. You use it My for. lasagna recipe is OP. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck it. We're done. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>